0: mice and rats. Let's see if we can find that article and just see what's new as well at the same time. Medical micro robots could one day treat bladder disease and other human illnesses. Skin patch shows promise for toddlers with peanut allergy. Half of the world's largest lakes are losing water. No good. Homo sapiens likely arose from multiple closely related populations. That's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, Using AI, scientists found a drug that can combat drug-resistant infections. Research offers clues for potential widespread HIV cure in people. Multivitamin improves memory in older adults. Interesting. New clinical compound demonstrates potential in nerve regeneration. That's pretty cool. All right. I got to check that one out. First x-ray of a single atom. Interesting. All right. Let's see. So a new chemical compound demonstrates potential in nerve regeneration. research led by UCL in partnership with the MRC Laboratory of Molecular Biology and AstraZeneca has identified a new compound that can stimulate nerve regeneration after injury as well as protect cardiac tissue from the sort of damage seen in heart attack. The study published in Nature identified a chemical compound named 1938 that activates the PI3K signaling pathway and is involved in cell growth. Results from this early research showed the compound increased neuron growth in nerve cells and in animal models, it reduced heart tissue damage after major trauma and regenerated lost motor function in a model of nerve injury. Though further research is needed to translate these findings into the clinic, 1938 is one of the few compounds in development that can promote nerve regeneration for which there are currently no approved medicines. So this is pretty freaking cool. My kind of science and I'm going to direct you guys to an episode of Nova uh, after this article, I guess we'll go straight into that really good episode of Nova just dropped. It has all my favorite things involving science in it and just pardon me while I load and smoke this bowl real quick and we'll get right back into this, but uh, let me just check on the chat. See if you guys, anybody there yet? Nope. Just me talking to myself as usual. That's okay. I have a good time learning. I like reading out loud anyway. Someone might appreciate this. So phosphoenocytide 3-kinase PI3K is a type of enzyme that helps control cell cell growth. It's active in various situations such as initiating wound healing, but its functions can also be hijacked by cancer cells to allow them to proliferate. As a result, cancer drugs have been developed that inhibit P13K to restrict tumor growth, but the clinical potential of activating the P13K pathway remains underexplored. Interesting. So Dr. Roger Williams, the senior author of the study from MRC laboratory of molecular biology said, uh, Kinases are molecular machines. They are key to controlling the activities of our cells, and they're targets for a wide range of drugs. Our aim was to find activators of one of these molecular machines with the goal of making the machine work better. We found we can directly activate a kinase kinase with I'm going with that kinase with a small molecule to achieve therapeutic benefits in protecting hearts from injury and stimulating regeneration in animal studies. In this study, researchers from UCL and mrc worked with researchers from AstraZeneca to screen thousands of molecules from its chemical compound library to create one that could activate P13K signaling pathway. They found the compound named 1938 was able to activate P13K or PI3K reliably. And its biological effect was associated, I'm um, sorry, its biological effect were assessed through experiments on cardiac tissue and nerve cells. Researchers at ULC's Hatter Cardiovascular Institute found, administering 1938 during the first 15 minutes of blood flow restriction following a heart attack, provided substantial tissue protection in a preclinical model. Ordinary areas of dead tissue form when blood flow is restored that can lead to heart problems later in life. When 1938 was added to lab-grown nerve cells, neuron growth was significantly increased. A rat model with a sciatic nerve injury was also tested with delivery of 1938 to the injured nerve, resulting in increased recovery in the hind leg muscle, indicative of nerve regeneration. Professor James Phillips, UCL School of Pharmacy, a senior author of the study said, there are currently no approved medicines to regenerate nerves, which can be damaged as a result of injury or disease. So there's huge unmet need. Our results show that there's potential for drugs that activate PI3K to accelerate nerve regeneration and crucially localized delivery methods could avoid issues with off-target effects that have seen other compounds fail. Given the possibility, Positive findings, the group is now working to develop new therapies for peripheral nerve damage such as those sustained in serious hand and arm, hand and arm injuries. They are exploring whether P13K or PI3K activators could be used to help treat damage in the central nervous system, for example, due to spinal cord injury, stroke, or neurogen- neurodegenerative disease. Professor Bart Vahes Broek, UCL Cancer Institute, a senior author of the study said, is a prime example of interdisciplinary research in which people with expertise ranging from basic science, drug development, and clinical studies join forces around innovative data whilst also crossing boundaries between academia and industry. Blue sky research of this kind is difficult to get funding for in a world of increasing specialization. But hopefully, this project can provide something of a model for future ambitious research. Oh, pardon me. An important factor in the overall success of the study was UCL's drug discovery group from the Trans relational research office supporting the drug discovery program and participation in AstraZeneca's open innovation program, which sees the company collaborating with academics that have innovative ideas to advance drug discovery and development. Blah, 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 blah. Research is funded by a bunch of rich people. Let's uh, give you guys a link right here and we'll move right on. Let's see And I'm going to move on to the NOVA documentary that I'm so passionate about. Um, Give you guys a link to that real quick. The brain is the biggest mystery in science today. All right, guys, that sounds interesting to you. You're going to love this. Is a new NOVA episode. All right, let's see. What else is new? Plants can distinguish when touch starts and stops, study suggests. No big surprise there for me, but, yeah, plants are aware. A quarter-ton marsupial roamed long distances across Australia's arid interior. 107 million-year-old petrosaur bones, oldest in Australia. Oh, wow. (laughs) A lot of consciousness going on in the dying brain, which is terrifying. Global research reveals countries where record-breaking heat waves are likely to cause the most harm. These are all old science articles that I've been reading. Um, Nothing really, not a whole lot of new stuff. Not really interested in that mouse news either. Early toilets reveal dysentery in Old Testament Jerusalem. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Man, we've really been through a lot as humans. Students poor eating habits can lead to a lifetime of illness. Well, this is interesting. Okay, this is a really interesting, this is just an interesting article. Robots and rights. Confucianism offers alternative from Carnegie Mellon University as robots assume more roles in the world A new analysis reviewed research on robot rights, concluding that granting rights to robots is a bad idea. Instead, the article looks to Confucianism to offer an alternative. So this is beyond interesting to me. This is going to be a cool article. I'm glad I kept scrolling. Let's see what we got. Okay. Philosophers and legal scholars have explored significant aspects of the moral and legal studies of status of robots, with some advocating for giving robots rights as robots assume more roles in the world. A new analysis reviewed research on robot rights, concluding that granting rights to robots is a bad idea. Instead, the article looks to Confucianism to offer an alternative. This is cool. So it says here, people are worried about the risks of granting rights to robots. You Notes know, Taywan Kim, associate professor of business ethics at CMU's Tepper School of Business, who concluded conducted the analysis. Granting rights is not the only way to address the moral status of robots. Envisioning robots as right bearers, not as right bearers, could work better. Envisioning robots as rights bearers, not a rights bearers could work better. I don't know what that means. That's, uh, I'm not sure what they mean by that, but although many believe that respecting robots should lead to granting them rights, Kim argues for a different approach. Confucianism an ancient Chinese belief system focuses on the social value of achieving harmony. Individuals are made distinctively human by their ability to conceive of interest, not purely in terms of personal self-interest, but in the terms that include a relational and communal self. This in turn requires a unique, perspective on rights with people enhancing themselves morally by participating in proper rituals when considering robots Kim suggests that the confucian alternative of assigning rights or what he calls role obligations to robots is more appropriate than giving robots rights uh, okay the concept of rights is often adversarial and competitive and potential conflict between humans and robots is concerning Assigning role obligations to robots encourages teamwork, which triggers an understanding that fulfilling those obligations should be done harmoniously, explains Kim. Artificial intelligence imitates human intelligence. So for robots to develop as right bearers, they must be powered by a type of AI that can imitate humans' capacity to recognize and execute team activities. And a machine can learn that ability in various ways. Kim acknowledges that some will question why robots should be treated respectfully in the first place. To the extent that we make robots in our image, if we don't treat them well as entities capable of participating in rights, we degrade ourselves. Uh, Various non-natural entities, such as corporations, are considered people and even assume some constitutional rights. In addition, humans are not the only species with moral and legal status in most developed countries. Moral and legal considerations preclude researchers from gratuitously using animals for lab experiments. Okay. (laughs) I'm not really sure I understand their point there. Uh, I don't think that was well explained. If anyone understands that, please help me out. Um, Oh, wow. Researchers comprehensively assessed the safety of using your head in youth soccer. Repeatingly using soccer ball has been previously associated with negative long-term brain health effects for professional players. A new study found that a small number of repeated soccer headers equivalent to a throw-in did not cause immediately neuro- immediate neurophysiological defects for teens, suggesting that a limited soccer heading exposure in youth is no big deal. Uh, gender trumps politics in determining people's ability to read others' minds. Oh, this is interesting. Get ready. University of Bath. Researchers at the University of Bath surveyed over 4,000 people to test social ability and found that being female and educated are some of the best predictors for how well you get on with and understand others. Political parties regularly claim to have their finger on the pulse and be able to read the public mood, yet a new study challenges that idea that being political makes you good at understanding others. It shows gender, not politics, is a far more important factor in determining people's social skills. We already knew this, but let's get into it. An analysis of a sample of 4,000 people from across the UK by a team of psychologists at the university of bath highlights that being female and educated are the biggest determinants of whether you can understand or read others minds for their study. The psychologists look at what quality is associated with understanding others, such as agreeableness, picking up on subtle cues and self-reflection in psychology. This is known as theory of mind, uh, the capacity to understand other people by ascribing mental states to them. Okay. See, I was, told that this is not a real thing by multiple people here on Collins, so I hope this clears some things up for people. Uh, the team stressed that these results represent averages, but they say their study is an important reminder about the drivers of agreement and disagreement in public life. Their findings are published today, Wednesday, 24th June in the journal, PL- Wait. Wednesday 24th, June, in the journal PLOS1. What is this from? May 24th, 2023. Okay. Um, okay. It must've been updated, it's not the 24th of June. Okay. Maybe it's going to be published Wednesday, 24th. I've never seen that before, but back to the article age was only associated with understanding others in later life. On average, older people have poorer ability to understand other people. And Dr. Poonit. Pune- Sha, senior author, associate professor, and leading expert on social cognitive processing at the University of Bath explains, in a world where it seems increasingly difficult to hold and express different points of view, it's crucial that we understand the barriers to connecting with other people. Political views are often thought as such a barrier, but our research actually shows that a person's politics is not in fact linked to how well they understand others. Importantly, we didn't just find an absence of evidence for political link in the study, the analysis also provided evidence of absence for this link. This is a socially important finding that might help to break down some artificially constructed barriers between people and ultimately improve understanding between different people in our society. Shaw argues that the link between being educated and female and better understanding other perspectives is also important. He adds, historically, male perspectives have been prioritized in society. We are, of course, seeing this narrative diminish over time, and research like ours adds extra evidence to highlight the important role of education in being female for social understanding and cohesion in society, far more than politics. Uh, To conduct the research, the team asked the members of the public to provide details about the socio-demographic background, as well as to score their political beliefs ranging from one very liberal to seven very conservative. They also used a mind reading test to ascertain how well participants understood what other people are thinking. This test developed by the same team in 2021 asks a series of simple statements such as, I can usually understand other another person's viewpoint even if it differs from my own. And I find it easy to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Lead researcher, Dr. Rachel, Clutterbuck emphasized that these findings can improve our understanding of social differences between people. The reasons for why some people are better at understanding others and are not all well understood, but this research provides a glimpse into some individual differences, such as gender, which may help to explain these social differences. Our results are now, are, are, sorry, our results are new because the study considered so many factors like gender, education, age, and politics in tandem rather than looking at them separately as of. Uh, as often happens. When we do this, it's clear to see that gender is by far the most strongly linked to how well others are understood. This finding highlights the complexity of social life and reminds us to consider the various factors that may contribute to understanding and getting on with someone. Well, this is interesting, guys. This is just so interesting and also vindicating for me at the same time, because, you know, I'm not the most masculine man in the world, but I can grow a beard, you know, I have more testosterone than the average male. And I still think that I'm able to empathize with people on a level that is far and beyond what normal people are capable of. And uh perfect example of this is like how dudes <laughs> like who are less masculine than me have a hard time accepting raw data from me because they're simply unaware of it. Uh, That's the definition of ignorance uh, is what I would call that Uh, a distinction between unawareness or unwokeness. See uh, the state of being woke is simply the state of being aware of something. Right. And uh, so to be unwoke means you're not aware of something and it's okay to be unwoke. You know, that's a, it, it's not as cool as, being aware of something necessarily, but it's not a sin on its own. But to be made aware of something, then to choose to ignore it, because it makes you uncomfortable. That is the definition of ignorance. And I see a lot of that uh, in my fellow males. And I can explain this behavior further by uh, talking about testosterone. And what testosterone does is it fogs up the prefrontal cortex. It makes your, it uh, causes incohesion in the prefrontal cortex. And so the prefrontal cortex, of course, is what makes us human. And uh, it also allows for things like theory of mind, That uh, they discussed in this article. So I don't know if you caught that part, Peter. Um, That last article was, I think, the best one. And uh, I also recommend uh, checking out that episode of Nova that I dropped in the chat. I know you don't watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV, but I'm telling you, Peter, all of my favorite science is included in that Nova documentary. It's like an hour long, uh, not very long at all thoroughly entertaining and informative. Uh, they have, uh, things like past lives, uh, ancestral memory, genetic expression, epigenetics, uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, MRIs, fMRI machines. We've got free, uh, freestyle rappers. It's amazing. It's the perfect Nova episode. I feel like they made that episode exactly for me. And, uh, absolutely love that show. And, uh, it did a good job. Uh, talking about a lot of science that I've been trying to talk about here on Colin for the last year or so, uh, <laughs> only to be met with people who, who think I'm lying. <laughs> so, uh, so many of these daily science, uh, episodes have just been beyond vindicating for me. And I find that kind of funny. Uh, but I'm happy to take uh, this show in any direction. I just tend to read the articles that I find interesting. But if there's any subject that anyone would like to learn more about, um, you can drop a message or a comment on the episode anytime. and I'll check it out and make it happen. So that's been an incredibly informative 23 minutes for me. And I'm going to take a little break. Use both my hands, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. Peter, keep advocate. Peter, you should host the room so we could actually communicate. (laughs) But uh, no pressure.